Eight minutes is all it takes every day to make a difference. Don't believe me? Let's do the math. See, eight times seven is 56, basically an hour each week. You'll be an hour smarter than most if you do the work. Hey guys, it's Dave here with the Operation Save the Earth podcast, episode 62. This episode I want to dedicate to two of my most favorite people ever, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert. When I was a kid growing up in upstate New York, I fell in love with movies at a very early age. We didn't have a movie theater in my small town, and this was way before DVDs and video on demand, so going to the movies was always a big deal. I always loved those experiences so much, even when the movies weren't the greatest, that I became ravenous for them. I watched every monster movie matinee, read movie books and magazines, and discovered a little TV show out of Chicago featuring an odd pair of film critics named Siskel and Eber. They had a shtick where they'd pick apart four or five different movies every week on a set that looked like an old movie house and got very famous for it. Eventually. You see, when they first started out in the 70s, the show was a ramshackle mess on PBS called Sneak Previews. And it took a while for these two wise guys of cinema to find their mojo, but they just stuck with what worked. And wouldn't you know it, they eventually moved on to syndication where they would become cultural icons. No matter what their incarnation, I always watch their show because in addition to their one-upsmanship verbal battles over mainstream fare of the time, they would always go out of their way to highlight a special foreign film or documentary, or filmmaker that achieved some sort of greatness in their estimation. And I can tell you that some of those films that Roger would eventually call the great movies are still some of my personal favorites to this day. And isn't that why we watch the movies? Don't we hope that every time we see one, it might become a favorite? One that you can watch over and over again and find something new in it. Why is that, you think? I think it's because movies are still the most powerful voice we collectively allow ourselves to listen to. As I've stated before, sure, we all love music, but there are a million different ways to enjoy its global polyrhythms with whatever tribe we happen to be dancing with at the time. With movies, it's much more personal because, to me, movies are like pizza. They're molded by hand, by artisans and madmen around a script and an idea that, if executed properly can be one of the most satisfying experiences you can have in your life. Movies can turn you on, can make you think, can rip your heart out, and can change the way you see things forever. They're also a series of individual shots shown in a lighted lens at 24 frames per second. Just flipping by and fooling your brain into thinking this piece of light and color and that strip of sound on the side are anything but that. Moving pictures, one of the best magic tricks ever created. Gene and Roger knew that, and I wanted to be where they were someday. So I studied film in college, learned what made them tick, and was all set to become the next big TV film critic. But nobody liked my big idea to set the next generation show in a video store and have a quirky staff do picks of the week. A little too visionary for the time, and since the internet wasn't around yet, I went on a life adventure instead, and it led me to become a filmmaker myself. 
eventually. I've been a co-producer of films and other artistic endeavors here in the PHX at Rebel Dawn Creative Forces for the past four years. Of course, with the indestructible troublemaker Ace Masters. I've loved every minute of it, too. One project we were especially keen to bring you is Christopher Nolan's eye-opening documentary, 311 Surviving Japan, a first-person account of an American in Tokyo who wanted to help the people of Japan after the devastating earthquake and tsunami that took place there in 2011. The story that he came away with from the experience is a harrowing one of bureaucratic gridlock in the face of human suffering. This, of course, is exacerbated by a nuclear nightmare that has authorities busy doing everything but the right thing for the people. He got exclusive interviews with officials dealing with the mess and gives voice to some of the frustrated victims of the triple disaster. It's an investigative and personal journey that I think you all will get a lot out of, whether you're new to the cause or have been in the fight since the beginning. Here's the best part. It's now available to rent or download to own at Amazon Instant Video. If you got two bucks and 90 minutes, you can get caught up on some of those eight minutes you've been meaning to and be still smarter than most for it. Who knows, after you watch it, it might be one of your favorites and you end up kicking in 10 bucks for it instead. Either way, here's your call to action this week. If you haven't watched 311 Surviving Japan yet, check it out at the link provided below on SoundCloud. It'll open your eyes a little bit wider. That's what I love about movies. And I learned it from Siskel and Ebert. Both men worked on their craft of sharing the visions of movies with us right up to the end of each of their lives. Roger said of Gene just a week after he passed away in 1999, he did it because he had passion for his job and he thought it was worth doing. Roger kept reviewing movies even after cancer had left him without the means to physically speak by keeping his voice alive online through a community he fostered until his passing last year. I will continue to follow the example they set back when I was a kid. The one I've been following this whole time in my life because I want a future where there's movies to make and watch. If you do too, let's make it happen together. Go to OperationSaveTheEarth.com. Click on the links, hit the donate button, go crazy. We have a lot of stories that need to be told yet. So let's get to telling. Until next time.